Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of A Black Man Sketch, Season 3, Episode 3. I'm your host, Bryant Brown, joined with my co-host, Julio Ortiz, Maurice, Kai, Antino, and Wes. Right, all right. How's it going today, brothers? What's up, man? What's up? Got the the, the Lakers versus T-Wolves tonight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not a fan of the D-Lo trade. Oh, yeah. You didn't like it? Not a fan of it, man. No, I feel like we lost um, the right now. I feel like the D-Lo contract thing in the future, it would hurt. But um, the losing him right now is the, because we could really use him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But um, how do you feel about uh, Conley? Conley. Anthony Edwards finna do that man D Ross bogus sign. We gonna get to Ant Man. He's man, that's my favorite player right now. Man, yeah, buddy. Anything else going on? What's new? Man, anything? New day. It's a new day. It's a new week. It's a new new start to everything, man. man. Every day is new. Uh, A Black Man Sketch podcast is brought to you in part by Shared Influence. We are excited to have the perfect person in discussion about fatherhood. Mr. Guy Boland, the director of The Father Project, who will be on the show when we come right back after a short break. Ujama Place serves the most marginalized population in society, primarily African-American men ages 18 to 30, providing holistic transformation for men experiencing inequity at the intersection of race and poverty. Ujama Plays helps them achieve brotherhood, stability, and personal success. Join us for an info session Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. For more information, visit ujamaplace.org. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with a very special guest. This brother is a powerful man in our community, um, helping brothers far and wide. He is the senior manager of the Father Project. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Guy Bowling. Good evening, Mr. Br- Brother Boland. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for that incredible introduction. I'm going to have to take you on the road with me, brother, but thank you. I'm good. Brother. I appreciate it. We are very proud and honored to have you um, with us. Um, we're going to go ahead and break the ice with our audience um, so they can get to know you. Mr. Boland, can you let us know what our three things our audience should know about you before we go ahead and get started? Yeah, just a little bit of, well, I would say, um, Sky Bowling, as you, you shared, um, the two things that's most important about who I am is that I'm a father of two beautiful children, um, and I'm also a grandfather of two beautiful grandchildren. Wow. But I'm also, um, thank you, thank you, brother. Yeah, it's been quite the journey, uh, both sides of it. Um, but also I've been working in the field of family support, specifically with low-income fathers uh, who wanted to be the best as they could be for almost 30 years now. Um, and I uh, am very uh, fortunate and blessed to be able to oversee a program that specifically works with men to help them overcome those barriers. And I think lastly, I'll say I was uh, the recent recipient of a, a Bush Fellowship um, that helped me continue to be on a journey of developing my leadership skills to have a broader impact in my community and beyond. All right. That's awesome. Who or what inspired you to start the Father Project? You know, I would, I'll give you, I'll give you an abbreviated version. I'd have to say, starting with the two accomplishments that I was saying about my two children, it started with me, um, as I reflect back, 
growing up without a father. Um, had no idea what impact that had on me until I got older and needed that guidance, needed direction, needed that male to share with me about what it means to become a man and ultimately what it means to be a father. So for me, I think that was part of the what inspired me. And then unfortunately, but fortunately, the blessing in disguise, I became a father at the age of sixteen. Oh, wow. uh, I had a baby yeah, yeah, had a had a baby boy and ended up being a, a single father because I had custody of him and I raised him until he went to college at, at eighteen. So on a personal level, not having a father and then uh, being a father at such an early age and then uh, being a father who had custody of my son, I think that's what set the, and put the put the pieces in place for me to have the desire as well as the motivation and inspiration to develop a program to help, help me. Right, all right. Hey, Mr. Bowman, that's uh, the Tantino again. Um, okay. I got a question. Uh, what would you say to you, Jama man, who may be struggling to find the connection to their children or whatever, for whatever reason? Well, you know, first thing I would say, first let me just say how, uh, man, I just uh, got nothing but admiration and respect for all of you Ujama men because I have uh, nothing but deep admiration for Ujama uh, as a program. I have long-time connection with all the incredible work that they do over there. So congratulations to all of you for being Ujama men. But what I would say um, is part of that is really begin to see what are the barriers that are getting in the way for you to connect with your kids, right? Uh, be it emotionally or financially or any other barriers that creates a challenge for you to be connected. And then what will it take to overcome those barriers? What resources do you need? Because there could be a whole plethora of issues that prevent you from doing it. And what resources do you need or aware of and how you can get connected with those resources to be in the process to overcome whatever those barriers are, if it's possible. And nine times out of 10, it is. Um, and then once that happens, develop a relationship and be there. All right. All right. That's awesome. Now, we want to ask you a few questions about the, the fatherhood project. Um, why don't you tell us how long it's been around and um, what is it that brought you? What, what called you there, brother? Yeah. Father Project um, has been around since 1999, so almost 25 years. Um, it's a program of Goodwill Easter Seals, a workforce development organization. A lot of people know the organization for their retail stores. You know, you donated goods, uh, you know, you know, clothing that people buy and other goods in the stores, but they also have a programmatic side in which we fall under. Um, and what uh, brought me to the Father Project is that I was working in the community, um, doing some work um, with fathers at the time. And what ended up happening was it was a small program where we just brought men together to talk about what their issues were, how we can support them with information to be better men. But we didn't have a whole lot of uh, services that they were seeking and needing. And we only had limited budget, limited access. And so we just wasn't sure what else we could do for those men based on our budget. And so we was able to get this huge federal grant that established us as a pilot project to see if you brought these services that men were asking for and looking for to help them better be there for themselves as well as their children, would you have better outcomes for them and their children? And so we end up getting a big, huge federal grant to start this pilot project. And we brought services under one roof that men were asking for, men were seeking, men were needing, and we got established. And really, it took off from there. And so I'm happy to say, you know, here we are 25 years later, still in business. And we've served over probably 35,000 dads in the last 25 years. Oh, yeah. I was around back when they had the lottery, where you had to enter in your social and your name. 
and they, they oh wow yeah I, I it landed on no for me but um back then oh. I was kind of hurt but it it's it's it wasn't in my cards you know I ended up um making my way to Ujamaa so maybe maybe it's where my higher power wanted me to go <laughs> yeah absolutely you know yeah absolutely that, you know that was during the time when we were we were being federal federally evaluated yep and that came with receiving federal funding that ah uh, we want to. They did a study on it. That's what it was. And part of the study, unfortunately, some could get in, some couldn't. But since then, we said, you know what? We learned so much from doing that. And what we do now, there's no dad that could ever walk in our door that wouldn't be served because we just wouldn't even respond to a dad because we know he needs our services. And to have to say that we can't serve him is not what we do. So now we've done away with any funders that would ever say, hey, this, you have to do this and based on the conditions that receive funding so we can serve anybody now and we won't even put ourselves in position to have to turn anybody yep, and that's so, awesome but we're still available today here yep i knew that i knew that you guys open up to everybody but it's important that you know the people that that were denied back in the day that they know that it's opened up and that they can you know might maybe one thousand yeah one thousand percent right address some of the the things that new clients the issues they're facing when they first come to you at the father project yeah, you know, it's a it's a number of different things. Um, and again, we, we probably could be here for quite a while for me to go down the whole list, but I'll give you the most um, ones that we hear uh, on a regular basis. And so that's everything from, because uh, there's a plethora of needs that, that young men or fathers or men in general have as it relates to all the resources in terms of what helps you be the best father you can be. And so a lot of the guys who come into our program, they come in, and they don't, didn't have no frame of reference in terms of what it even means to be a responsible dad. What does it even mean to be positively involved in life? Because a lot of dads came to our program without having a reference point. They didn't have a father in their life to know what that actually meant. They, they have an idea of what it means for themselves, but they didn't have that example set before them. So that's part of it. The other thing is we get guys who've got child support issues. So, you know, they say, I don't have a problem you know, financially being responsible for my child, but I need to have be in position to be able to make a decent livable wage and have a job or even have income to be to take care of my child. And if you can assist me in doing that, I don't have a problem responsibly paying and and financing whatever it is that my child. So that's child support issues. And then some situations we see where guys with a relationship unfortunately went sour for whatever particular reason mom and dad didn't work out. And so dad may not have access to his kids in the way that he wants to because he has to have a arrangement with mom and sometimes just depending on feelings and things of that nature it may be a, a little bit of a power process for them to be able to get access so we help them in terms of going to court and establishing custody or parenting time and having them access to their kids so sometimes we see that and then the other thing that guys come in they just want to learn parenting skills i mean what does it take to really take care of your child from being an infant to being a toddler to being you know, an adolescence, even being a teenager, what skills do you need? Because none of us come, any of us that are parents, kids don't come with instruction manuals, right? You just kind of learn as you go and you need to support as you figure it out. So we provide parents classes to support men and provide them information and develop skills on how to be, uh, that dad that they want to be, have to take care of their kids in terms of stuff. So those are kind of the top ones we have. Let me ask you this, man. What um what obstacles or uh what mindset did you have to overcome what you did without a, without a father? You know that's a great question. I think um I could 
I should put myself in the eyes of a kid, right? Meaning, I didn't realize because in the neighborhood I grew up in, I'm originally from uh, Chicago, then I moved here in uh, junior high school and I lived in North Minneapolis. And a lot of the, the friends that I had and neighbors that I lived in, the community I was from, a good majority of my peers, none of them had dads around, right? So I didn't even really realize what I was missing, right? I didn't even know. I'm like, that's just normal, right? But as I got older and I realized, like, you know, I want to talk to my father or a male, right? You know, I can talk to my mom about so many things, but there were certain things that I needed to know as a young man and a male that I wanted to talk to a male about. And if I had my father, I would have wanted to talk to him about that, but he wasn't there from out of tie attire how to talk to that young lady and I think this student class, making sure I say the right thing and not turn her off, right? right. Making sure uh, that, that right to passes and learning how to drive, getting my driver's license, you know, knowing how to fix things, that type of stuff. So for me, I would have to say, you know, those were some of the things that inspired me to say, I know how it feels as that kid. So then I became a dad at an early age and I said, I don't want my kid to feel like I used to feel. So I may not know everything that um, I need to know to be that dad, but I'm going to do my best to always say I was there and I was learning. So that was the other piece for me to knowing as a kid what it feels like not to have my dad around as I got older and feeling that impact, feeling that boy, feeling that, 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 that sense of, you know, wanting to have a sense of belonging and then having a child myself figuring out, I don't ever want him to feel that way. So if I can do anything initially, I'm going to make sure I'm, I'm going to be there for him. And so part of it is, that motivated me to be there for him, even though I didn't have all the answers, I didn't have all the skills, and I definitely didn't know where the resources were, but I definitely knew I wanted to have love for my son in a way that I didn't feel when I was growing up myself. Everybody too, you can give your experience of growing up. So some of us, some of us grew up with our fathers, and I'm talking about the men around this table and yourself. Some of us had mm-hmm. dads, some of us had part-time dads, some of us didn't have dads. So we're going to go ahead and share uh, quickly our individual stories. We will start with Brother Maurice. Absolutely. All right. So take it away, Brother Maurice. All right. What's up, Mr. Bowling? But my story, growing up, like I always had my father and just, you know, having him was like a big impact because I know what it feels for other people to not have fathers because it like... Not only does it like affect how they grow up, but you know it changes a person' perspective on how to move without a father. But and just seeing other kids just you know falling on the wrong path to be sad and you know just it'd be a lot. But yeah, that's pretty much my story about having a father. Thank you, bro. Hey, Mr. Bungle, uh it's Kai. Um, yeah, I, I had my father too. Um, I felt like it was really an impact on me a good impact because um you know I was able to get my license and stuff like that young you feel me I had my license at at 16 so I was able to get my license because of him so if I didn't have him you know like you said I I, I probably wouldn't have it or nothing you know I probably wouldn't know which way to go or, or where to go at, at the end of the day you know with him not being around now you know I know what I know now because of him so mm-hmm. thank you it's uh Antino. Um, I kind of grew up without both, so my story kind of looked different. Uh, I really, you know, just growing up in the system, uh, bouncing from home to home, mental hospitals, group homes. You know how that go. Uh, mm-hmm. The impact it had on my life was it just it made me grow up fast. I just couldn't be a kid, you know. So I kind of. Mm-hmm. In a way, it actually strengthened me and I made me actually 
brain capacity a little further ahead than your average, you know what I'm saying, child or teenager or early 20s, however you want to call it. Um, it made me see the world clear, but not for everybody it doesn't have that same impact. So I do understand some people do turn to more heavy drugs or crime or anything like that. You know, I grew up in Chicago myself. I just recently moved to uh, Minnesota about two years ago. Um, just after I got out of uh, foster care for what eighteen years, basically my whole life. Um, so what's it call it? Um, it really some a lot of people it'll make them or break them. For me, it kind of built me, and I had to understand I don't know who I am. I don't know these things. So I knew that I knew I knew that I knew that I didn't know a lot about me, and that's the only thing that I could start off of. I feel like I was I was at where the point where it, it'll make or break people. Uh, some people they go so long without help, it's hard to ask for it, or they just feel like they just don't need it. Um, but end of the day, I'm learning as I'm as I'm turning away from who I was in foster care. I'm actually becoming the person that I'm supposed to be, and it's actually making me lean away from old habits like. Uh, not asking for help and leaning on others, you know, because you, I didn't have that support. And uh, recently, I we had talked about uh, guidance and supports on one of our podcasts, and I had said basically, um, you you will leave a city that you that's that you think that have guidance, and you will go somewhere else and find true guidance, because you know that mm-hmm. little bit of guidance you would think that's just all it can offer, but truth be told, is somewhere else is way more they can offer to you, you know what I'm saying? But um, my upbringing was just more traumatizing than it was ever good. Only really had like two good years. But it's about, you know what I'm saying? It's about it's about seeing your mission ahead, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of our people just kind of lost. So I can understand mm-hmm. why it leads to where it leads to. It just impacted me to be more strong and more independent but still yet humbling and knowledgeable enough to understand that I grew up without both of my parents. So it was a lot that I, a lot of catching up that I need to, because your elders are the ones that's been living here before you. So they have a lot of lay to the land that you, they, they can give off to you. And I was lacking both of those. So, you know, I have a lot of more catching up to do. I had to fail a lot more than other people. You know, it's just about how much you going to get knocked down. It's about how you get back up. So, you know. Absolutely. Kudos to you, brother. Man, Jerry. Hey, Mr. Bowling. This is Wes. Hey, Wes. Man, this is kind of a tough topic for me because this is an issue I still deal with to this day, and it really just gets me angry. I mm-hmm. didn't have my father in my life, you know what I mean? But when he, whenever he did, like, was like around, whenever his presence was made. I was raised by, by my mom's family, but my mom's family didn't like my father for reasons I couldn't understand. And they often kept me separated from him. That made me grow up mm-hmm. mad and having resentment towards my family, which I'm still having a hard time forgiving them for because I feel mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like me having a relationship with my father, that's my choice to make, not theirs. And um, mm-hmm. when I got older, and, you know, ended up in phys- in the physical presence of my father. I kind of, I guess I found out what my dad, what my family didn't like my dad so much. 
And then when I really mm-hmm. started to go through it, a bunch of other men, mm-hmm. surrogate dads would be there for me, but not my own father. And I mean, me mm-hmm. living in Minnesota, the same state as my father. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. I see his, mm-hmm. I see his presence there, my siblings, but not me. So I sure. mean, I don't really like to talk about my father. I don't like to think about my father. I get pissed off when people ask me about him. Understandable. So thank you for caring, brother. It's Julio. Yeah. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing, Julio? I'm doing all right. Um, this topic's okay for me. Like I have my father, but he wasn't like. I don't know. I live with my grandparents. So my mother mm-hmm. um, was off and on, like, in the city, out the city. And really, I ain't have a, a mother. Like, my grandma had to do her best. My, my grandpa tried to do his best, too. At one point, I was mm-hmm. kind of a troubled kid to them as, you know, a child. But because I felt like. Why Why would they want me if my own parents didn't want me, you know? So, I'm getting my, my son up here um, soon. So, I'm just praying, you know, it, it's going to work out. I, I'm doing everything it should should happen, you know, to get him up here. So. Well, uh, I'm glad to hear that. That's one of the things we can do, unfortunately. We can't control how we got here, but we got here. Um, you know, we can always control our environments in which we're raised in. But one thing we can do is we know more and can do better based on resources and support is to break the cycle. You know, you can break the cycle. I, so, I, um, I agree with you. Sorry to cut you off. And also, yeah. I believe in a higher power and, mm-hmm. you know, a God. It doesn't matter what religion. Just as long as you believe that there's a positive and negative. Like, <laughs> I feel like most people should go to the positive, but a lot of people just stay in the negative Type because of their environment they're in. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Brother Bolin, this is uh, Bryant. My relationship yeah. with my father is um, it's uh, it took a while. I I, I put it that way. Um, I started out with my mother, um, and I did not know who my father was. Um, there was a mm. lot of bad information that was handed to me, that was given to me about my dad before I ever knew who the man was. So I was bred with this hate and this resentment towards somebody I never knew. Um, As life went on and things happened, I ended up being removed from the home where my mother lived and she made no effort to get me back. So I became a ward of the state for a while and I bounced around And I ended up with my great-grandparents. My biological great-grandparents were living, and they were my dad's grandparents. And they came and got me out of the system. And, you know, they showed me, you know, a love I never never known. Um, Rest in peace, Betty and Sydney Barr. I know y'all are in heaven. Um, And they slowly transitioned me into my dad. And the thing with my father was, you know, I was, I was, fed all this bad information. So I'm mad at, mad at somebody. I'm, but when I first meet him, you know what I mean? And he had his ways and I had my ways and, and I gave, I gave that old man hell for, for some years. Um, I'm just now in my thirties and understanding and realizing the importance of the, my relationship with my father and uh, having a kid has really opened my eyes and 
nowadays our relationship is strong and and it's wonderful mm-hmm. and i am very proud of the work that i put in with myself to to mm-hmm. come to a place where you know my father's mm-hmm. one of the most important people in my life but it took a long way to get there and um without it i don't know where i'd be because as it stands right now everybody else is gone and it's just me and my dad you know my mom she she left she i you know, I've seen her two or three times since I was about 11. Um, okay. Mr. and Mrs. Barr, they resting in peace. And I even got some siblings, you know, that I lost. And so right now it's really just me and my pops. And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's and we're tight. And but I know that's just a, that's just a gift from the higher power. Everybody doesn't get that opportunity. So, yeah, man, fatherhood is, is important. One of the things my father taught me was how to work. Um, <laughs> I watched that man go to work 16 hours a day to make, make sure we had everything. And in the eyes of the kid, you know, you want, you want what's new. You don't even real open your eyes and see what you have. But, um, I watched that man work 16 hours a day, seven days a week for a long time to, to come up with the money to buy his restaurant, you know, that he owned mm-hmm. for a long time. But, um, I took that from him. I, I just had about four or five jobs going at once. <laughs> but um, yep. but um, moving on from that, we're going to go around. Anything you want to add, Brother Bola? Yeah, let me just first say again, um, I hope to one day have an opportunity to meet all of you, man, in terms of uh, my uh, connection to Ujama Place. We love to come and visit and get an opportunity to meet you, man. But I would also have to say thanks to all of you for sharing your story, you know, opening up and, 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 and trusting, you know, um, folks who you're with as well as feeling comfortable enough to be able to share some of the trials and tribulations of how you grew up and some of the challenges of growing up without your parents or with your father or without your father. And that just says uh, uh, a lot about all of you providing testimonies because the power of conversion to get anybody on track to do some things in a way that it turns out positive, positive for them is um, a testimony. And all of you had testimonies. And so I'm so moved. I'm so inspired. I'm so motivated. And I'm looking forward to continuing doing the work that I do for another 25 years because I got a number of young men and men like yourselves that I work with who have young men as children, but who also want to be the best that they could be because a lot of the issues that we see in our society, especially as it relates to some of the things that you guys all mentioned that have happened in your lives is due to the fact that fathers wasn't in their lives or fathers wasn't stable or fathers was in and out of their lives. And it contributes to so many of our societal ills. But also know this, the same thing that causes those challenges that we have as children, for those of us that grow up without our fathers or fathers somewhat present or partially present, that's the solution to the problem as well is to get those fathers right, get those fathers stable, raise young men to become responsible men, to become responsible fathers, because responsible men and responsible fathers are joined at the hip. Mr. Boland, what would be the easiest way for somebody that is at home right now that maybe needs some help from the father projects and they want to reach out, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, they got a couple of different ways. Uh, we got a, a father project, uh, Minnesota Facebook page. They can go there and get information about us. Father project, Minnesota on Facebook. Uh, they can call us directly. Uh, 
612-946-9719. They can give us a call. Um, and then our alternate number is 612-724-3539. So they can reach us at any of those two numbers. And we take texts as well. And then the other thing I would say is, or they can just go to our website um, at Goodwill Easter Seals, um and check under um, services and you'll see Father Project and they click on that link and they can actually apply to get into our program because there's an online form to get them started. But if you got any questions about any of that, they can just call one of those two them. And um, is there anything else you would want to add? Um, just maybe something you want to, uh, a message you want to give to brothers that are going through it, that are doing the single parenthood, people that are going through the system, uh, the, mm -hmm. uh, the custody, uh, fellas that are letting that snowball effect. I know that's a big one where they don't go to the child support hearings at all and get their money mm -hmm. adjusted. Next thing they know they owe $20,000, you know, mm -hmm. anything you might want to say to that brother to just give him that push. Yeah, I would say don't give up. It's not easy. Right. I would say, um, you know, stamina is important. Endurance is important. Overcoming obstacles because most folks have overcome obstacles in their life. Stay focused, stay on that path to achieve. And if you need support, reach out to resources that are available to you, particularly as a father, in helping you overcome, eliminate, reduce any barriers that prevent you from being there for your kids. And reach out and um, connect with resources that can help you. And I would say, again, um, just stay the course, continue to move forward, continue to be there for your children. At the end of the day, and all of us has talked about this, the thing we would want to hear if we didn't even have a chance to hear it, but if once we did give a chance to hear from our dad, that he never gave up trying to. So don't give up. Uh, I don't really feel that anger until it's until it's brought up. You know, <clears throat> every other uh, time of the day, that dude is not on my mind. I just say out of mind. You know what I mean? So only when it's only when it's brought up. Now, as far as just helping me navigate through life. Uh, I feel you, John, you know, the coaches does enough by, you know, helping us with resources and encouraging us and things of that nature. Um, not for me with the father project. So, um, yeah, I am curious, how could the father project help me get through that part? Yeah, I think, I think you, you said until you, you think about it, it's not something that's on your mind on a regular basis, but once you begin to talk about it, you then you start to have those feelings. And it's, that's not um, abnormal. Part of it is, I think, Father Project can help just sometimes, if not most of the times, we all need role models, gentlemen. We all need men in our lives that are positive, responsible, that we respect, that we admire, that we look up to, that we say, you know what, that guy right there, I wouldn't mind when I grow up or wouldn't mind when I pull it all together. I want to have that guy in my life or I want to be that guy in terms of, how he carries himself. So father figures are also extremely important. Mentors are extremely important. Role models are extremely important. I hear from men all the time. They said, I made a commitment to myself when I was a kid that they didn't have the perfect parents or the perfect father. Said, when I grow up, if I ever become a parent, I'm going to do the exact opposite. That's something you can do as well. But you have to be taught and you have to learn and you have to have people there to support you as you learn the whole process. So just know that what you're carrying is normal and that you're healing, but having a place like your jama and the man around your jama, because we all, even, even if we have perfect, 
We all need multiple males in our life that are role models that teaches us different things because we can learn from so many. So you guys have probably heard that saying, takes a village to raise a child. I mean, my situation, I ain't gonna lie to them, it's done. So like, I don't care no more. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. 23 mm-hmm. now, you feel me? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's already done, it's, can't take it back. What am I gonna be mad for? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It is what it is. At the end of the day, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a successful black man. I'm gonna still do what I need to do. I ain't tripping about that. I can't trip no more. You know what I'm saying? I got out of my situation. I'm better now. My dad lived five minutes down the street now. You know what I'm saying? I don't see that man. You know what I'm saying? When I do see that man, I, I be cool. I'm chilling. I just be like, hey bro. You know what I'm saying? I told I remember when I was homeless with him. Back in like 2018, I was going on my 19th birthday. Uh, I was homeless out here. And um, I just told him like, as long as you get a crib, bro, you get off these streets because he was homeless for like 30 years. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you've well, been homeless before you had me. Like, what's going on? You know what I'm I said, as long as, you get, as long as you get on your feet, you get in a crib because I'm supposed to be a reflection of you. So if you telling me you out here on the streets and I'm out here on the streets, I feel like this is why I'm out here on the streets. So you feel what I'm saying? I said, as long as you get a crib, bro, everything all forgiven. He got a crib and he got called me. He was like, man, I did what you did. I did what you uh, told me, son. We cool. I was like, man, we been cool, bro. I never showed you no mm. hostility when you came around. I don't care about what they tell tell me about you because I've always been somebody I got to see for myself. My mom's, yeah, that lady, just, she a piece of work. So uh, I just, yeah, <laughs> that's the one that I had trouble with. But at the same time, I still, you know, it's my mom's, you know. She gave yeah. life to me, but she ain't really breathed yeah. life in me. So I kind of... Mm. Just leave her be, you know what I'm saying? That's the that's a woman. I'm supposed to be married someday, but that's the first lady that ever broke me. So, you know what I'm saying? It's your mm-hmm. own mom. So it's like, how can you ever believe somebody else gonna love you? And then everybody got the same, same little punchline. Well, you can't let you can't let none of that stop you from loving. You can't do do do. You know, everybody ain't like that. And be the same ones to do the same thing that they did. So you just in a constant cycle of trying to figure it out, but. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you know, it just takes time. Life is going to present itself for everything that you need. So I would say just, I ain't, I can't, I can't be mad about it. It was supposed to happen because look at me now. I ain't tripping on nothing. Thank you, bro. No, just hopefully, you know, when y'all do have kids or whatever, just treat them the best way you can. Don't matter what anybody knows about you, like family members and everything else. So just do you as a father, you know? Think, think of the positive and best way that you could be a role model to your kid. Brian here, just want to, um, there's anything to unpack. Uh, something that sits with me is, uh, so I have two sons. Um, one of my sons, my oldest son is 17 years old. And okay. my, my second son is two years old. So um, I was not able to be the dad that I am for my two-year-old, for my 17-year-old. Um, for years, he was mm-hmm. there, you know, before I mm-hmm. came to Ujama and decided to um, go through what I went through, change my life and do better. You know, I was out here raising chaos. And mm-hmm. my 17-year-old, he grew up and he saw all of that. Um, I was not always perfect dad. I was not present like I should be. I, I, I um, There's a lot of things, a lot of errors um, that I made. And... When I got all that out of my system and now that I have my two-year-old, there's kind of a guilty feeling of 
mm-hmm. how I wasn't mm-hmm. able to raise and be there for my 17 year old. And, and it actually bothered him for a while too, but we were able to talk mm-hmm. about it and um, mm-hmm. come to an understanding that, um, you know, maybe we can, and, and we came to the terms that we can do us having another baby would be family strengthening between us three men, you know, everything that we didn't do, mm-hmm. we missed out on, we can do with your little brother. And, um, mm-hmm. and I, and I got mm-hmm. lucky that that's what he wants to do. You know, just saying that to say that it, it's never too late to make a change. Um, every single day changes and people change every day and the way people feel. Um, sometimes you got to just put that to the side. Um, if, if, if you haven't, you know, been around and, and doing what you're supposed to do all the time, there's people that are hurt that are going to stay hurt. You know, the mother of your child, she might not never get over it. Um, family members, but 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 you can do better today and you can do better tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day until nobody has nothing that they can say. And mm-hmm. even if they do, it doesn't matter because yesterday doesn't matter. It's about today and tomorrow. You know what I mean? So it's never too late to change. Um, all right. We want to thank you so much for blessing us with your time and your knowledge and the resources. Um, shout out to the Fatherhood Project. Uh, the Father, Father Project. I'm yeah, sorry. Father. It's Father. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Father, not Fatherhood. So let's not go typing Fatherhood <laughs> in the... In the, in the web browser, guys. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I definitely appreciate you and your uh, input and everything. Input ears, yeah. all, man. We appreciate you. Appreciate yeah, it. I appreciate all of you. Appreciate Thank you all for sharing. Understand it. Absolutely. Thank you, fellas. Yes, sir. That was definitely a, a, a much nation for a lot of people in the world. Um, this goes around for everybody, not just, you know, just one father, but all fathers around, uh, definitely be some help around here. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that was all good stuff. We got uh, resources for people out there, you know, just letting people know that there's help out there. A lot of people feel like, you know, they're doing everything. They got to do everything on their own. They, a lot of times you get a lot of clutter and a lot of mess and you don't know where the first place to start is. So having a program that can that can separate your problems and help you tackle them one at a time. I like that. Uh, and uh, as she goes to tell you guys, you see the difficulties in not having a father. Uh, young man, tell your homie, go take care of his kids. And um, <laughs> young lady, let that man see his kid, man. Y'all tripping. For sure. You know and just hearing that, that's an impact. Like, it's not... If so, to force you, but it's like to impact you to, you know, strive and be better and do what the next person couldn't do. But, you know, just take heed and take on and just carry a legacy. Yeah, it just really goes to show the importance of that being a father or, you know, that male figure, role model in your life, period, just to guide you and protect you and things of that nature. I just like to tell, like, my son, like, to never give up and to always succeed and take responsibility of their actions, really. That's what I would do. And for the fathers that want to be fathers, like, you're going to have to deal with their emotions. You're going to have to deal with her for life, whether y'all split up or not. So really think about who you choose for real. I just, that's it. 
That man sleeping. So touching on a quick thing, real quick. Real quick. Before we before we wrap it up, guys, you know a lot of people lose sight on you know what it means to be a dad. Um, yes, money is necessary, but um, a lot of it is just time. A lot of it is picking up the phone. A lot of it is. You know, getting up early, making a sandwich, being there for hugs, being there when they fall, being there to teach them words, colors, just being there. That's where it all starts. All that stuff, you know, a lot of times uh, throughout a lot of my parenting, I've been a single parent. When I have my kid, it's just me and my kid. And, you know, I work multiple jobs and I have all kind of projects all over the place. And when I wake up in the morning, I don't know how. We're going to get through the day, but I just know that if I put one foot forward and ask my higher power for help, you know, me and the baby are always all right. And a lot of times, you know, I'm not at where I want to be financially, but we make it every single day. And um, the gift of love that you get from something that you brought into this world, it's irreplaceable.